imagine this. Twinkling lights, Christmas trees, hot cocoa, Santa Claus, small town America. Welcome to the Our Family TV podcast where we talk about family-friendly television entertainment the whole family can watch together. Today, I'm going to preview an upcoming television series titled Small Town Christmas that will air on Up TV beginning December 5th, and it's hosted and executive produced by Inside Edition's national correspondent, Megan Alexander. This show takes you to small town America with traditions as diverse and special as our country itself. To discuss this upcoming series with you, I am pleased to introduce Megan Alexander. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Bobby. Wonderful to be with you. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. You know, I'm getting in the spirit. I have decorated, so I'm like ready to go. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I, I'm usually a September, October if I'm really running behind person, so... Christmas spirit early for me too. <laughs> Absolutely. It really helps, I think, to just like building up to the big day, right? Oh, absolutely. I tell everybody, I want to enjoy those decorations as long as I can. You know, I have to have them up as much as possible. Exactly, right? Because I used to years ago just do it, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, like most people or many people. And it's like, that's not long enough to enjoy all of that. That's exactly right. That is exactly how I feel. I tell my boys, the front porch, we can do Halloween because they love to, you know, do scarecrows and sure. bales of hay and pumpkins. I said, you get the front porch, but mommy goes early inside for Christmas. I okay? love it. So I love it. Outside I, first, November 1st. That, <laughs> that is wonderful. So I have some questions for you regarding small town Christmas. So how did the whole idea come about? Yeah, you know, Bobby, I have always loved Christmas since I was a little girl. I vividly remember my parents taking me to the Nutcracker Ballet for the very first time when I was five years old, falling in love with the music. Tchaikovsky is my favorite composer to this day. Um, I just think the Nutcracker Suite is the most beautiful music ever created. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's my favorite day, obviously, because of the decorations and the music. I think Christmas classic hymns, that's some of the most beautiful worship music that's ever been written and created, whether it's Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Joy to the World, Oh Holy Night, I had sung at my wedding, even though I didn't get married in December. Um, I think, you know, the the time of year, if you're a believer, it's just overload of joy and goodness and the reason for the season. But, you know, it's also an opportunity to just love on people and be friendly and, you know, yell out Merry Christmas and maybe start a conversation with a stranger when you normally wouldn't. Um, I just have come to really lean in and embrace to to that time of year when people are just a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder, walk a little slower because they want to take in the scene and take in the lights. And, um, and a couple of years ago, I said to my husband, you know, we love to travel during the holidays. I love to see how different towns decorate, what their different traditions are. It would be so fun to do a holiday travel show. You know, travel to different towns in America and just discover through food, drink, music, entertainment, local businesses, and more, how they celebrate the season. And about six months ago, I really put it together and developed the concept. And thank you, Up TV. They said, yes, we want to do this with you. Well, I'm I'm totally excited about this because I'm a lot like you in that Christmas has always been really special to me. It's like when the fall air, I grew up in Pennsylvania. 
So I live in okay. California now. I live in SoCal now, but I grew up in Pennsylvania. So it was, you know, very different. And we had, you know, the weather change and everything like that. But there was something special about the fall in the air. And it was a time, even as a child as well, like it was a time when everyone got together and people were so receiving of love and kindness and goodness whereas maybe the rest of the year they weren't so I can totally relate to to what you're saying and um I I share the love of Christmas with you so I'm I mean honestly one of the reasons why I started this podcast was primarily for Christmas because it's like you know there's just such goodness this time of year and let's embrace that and uh, yeah yeah well you're gonna love you're gonna you're gonna love the show Bobby because our second episode is in Bethlehem Pennsylvania also known as as the Christmas city and I will tell you that every every episode is different I mean the first episode is in Branson Missouri Mm -hmm. Midwest you know uh, just a cozy community feel but yet that town also loves to entertain you know they have a big entertainment industry so we've got great music and performances the second episode is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, also known as the Christmas City, and they take that very seriously. Um, they've got the oldest Bach choir in the country. We have them singing a little town of Bethlehem in, in their beautiful church in downtown. They are the o- only town in America that still performs a live Advent. They wow. literally perform it every night at 5 p.m., and we show people how they do it. Um, so you've got that. And then the third episode is in Natchitoches, Louisiana. So we head south, and you mentioned different cities, different climates. You know, it's a warmer Christmas down here. They do fireworks across the Cane River. Um, it's, you know, a very upbeat, festive town that has, you know, warmer weather, and so they're able to do a Christmas festival and food tents, and the kids play outside. And then our fourth episode ends in Somerville, South Carolina, which is the quintessential all-American small-town Christmas kind of reminds me of Mayberry. Um, wow. You get a little bit of everything in this show. And it also reflects all the different ways across America that towns celebrate Christmas due to their culture, their weather, you know, their climate, their people, and their history. Wow. It, it just sounds, I'm just like so excited. It's like, I love Christmas movies, but this is really intriguing and exciting to me because it's like new content for Christmas, but you're providing all those cultural differences uh, across America. And I just, I'm really excited to see this. And so how did you narrow it down to, to choose the towns? Yes. Well, I had in my head a, a couple of towns that I wanted to include in the first season and Bethlehem was one of them. So I was so grateful that that worked out and came together. I'm also, also, of course, there's a spiritual significance to Bethlehem and you will see that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and in the town and, uh, we, I did this interview with Pastor Hopeton Clennon, who is the bishop of the Moravian Church, which is in the center of downtown. And um, we talk about the candles that they make in the basement for their Christmas Eve service. And it was very, very meaningful. So I knew I wanted to do Bethlehem. I also really wanted to do Natchitoches because if you remember in the movie Steel Magnolias, Bobby, there's a little bit of Christmas in the movie. And I remember being very intrigued and thinking, oh, gosh, that just looks like a, a very cool town to visit during the holidays. And that worked out, but it also came down to logistics. You know, what towns yeah. put up their decorations early? We had to film Branson. The, you know, uh, we were in Branson the, um, the the second week of November. And they it's a joke in Branson that the day after Halloween is the first day of Christmas for them. And so that worked out well for us. 
So some of it was logistics and some of my, my towns of my original wish list made season one and fingers crossed that we can get a season and include several more. Wow. I'm, I'm, like I said before, I'm just really excited to see the differences that are going to be on display and exhibited um, throughout the series. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. So what, what are some of the most interesting things that you saw, like creative ways these towns celebrate Christmas? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a mother of three children, Bobby. I have a two-year-old, a six-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And so I will tell anyone listening and watching that we are very mindful of a younger audience watching this show. Mm-hmm. You know, another reason that I really wanted to create it is I, like so many people, am constantly looking for things that I can watch with my children. And I feel like that gets harder and harder mm-hmm. in our society. You know, is this movie okay? Is it appropriate? Is it going to be too scary for my little ones? Um, and so I brought that into this show, and I'm very careful in terms of when Santa appears, keeping that magic alive for the kids. So, you know, we don't do a deep dive necessarily into um, some of the, uh, shall we say, mechanics mm-hmm. of, of Santa. Mm-hmm. We, we, I want to keep the magic alive. But on that note, I will tell you, for example, in Natchitoches, they call Santa Papa Noel, and they have a story called The Cajun Night Before Christmas that they read to the kids. And down here in Louisiana, it's a darling story. And instead of reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh, alligators pull Santa's sleigh <laughs> through the river. Wow. So, yeah. So we, we, we lean into some of the differences in the way that children hear the story of Santa. And, for example, in Natchitoches, we just um, filmed Papa Noel reading that story to some local children. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, in, in these type of interviews, I can give the backstory on that. But for kids, if you're in Louisiana and you watch Small Town Christmas, there's Papa Noel. That's, that's your Santa, you know, that you've grown up with. Wow. So it, it's been fun to show those differences. And yet what a reminder that there's so many universal things that we all celebrate. Santa is goodness and cheer and wants you to, you know, be a good person. And um, so we, we, we celebrate the differences, but at the same time, you know, keep the universal theme of, of Christmas that, that so many of our towns have. But that was most fun for me, Bobby, was seeing maybe the different characteristics that some of these, you know, Christmas figures take on in different towns. That's really, that's really awesome. And I think about as a believer, as a fellow believer, it's like, you know, we're to come to him as a child. And so when we think about these childlike um, matters. It's like, I don't know, we're, <laughs> I get excited just talking about it and thinking about it myself right now at my age. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, right. it, it's just so exciting. And it's like things that we can watch together as a family. Like you said, there's just not that much out there. And so that's really what I want to embrace is are yeah. those types of programs that we can watch together because I think about back to when I was a kid and the things that I looked forward to every year were Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and like they were on one time and now kids can rewatch something over and over and over again. We got it one time per year and I mean we literally would look forward to it for months and you had to be there, <laughs> you know, available to watch it at the time it was on. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, it was just so different. And um, 
So as far as like the first coming episode, do you have like a favorite moment in the first episode? Yes. In Branson, Missouri, we really capture individuals that make that city so special during Christmas time. Um, There's a lady that Branson affectionately calls Miss Christmas, and her name Mm. is Anne McDowell. And she's that woman that coordinates the tree lighting, that coordinates stringing the popcorn on the local museum Christmas tree. I mean, she's just such a giving person. And when I met her, when I heard about her, I thought, you know, this sounds like a character from a storybook. And when I met her, I mean, she was everything that everyone described to me. I said, they call you Miss Christmas. Where did that nickname come about? And she just laughed and she said, I just find myself involved in so many things around town. But we highlight individuals in Branson. She's one. And the other is a retired um, is a retired member of the Army, a military veteran named John Manning. And he takes me to the military tree in Branson. Branson has a tradition of putting up this beautiful military tree. And it has blue, gold, and silver stars, which represent veterans who served in the military and then retired, people currently serving, and those that passed away during service. And Bobby, it's such an emotional moment to to take in that tree with John and have him explain to me as a veteran what it means to him. People travel from all over the country to visit this tree, especially if you're a veteran with your family. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's a sight to see. So Branson focuses on some really neat characters and individuals in Branson that I think people really enjoy. Wow. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so looking forward to this. It just sounds, it just really sounds great. And I did pick up on what you said earlier in the first season when you were talking about the city. So I'm really excited at the prospect of this continuing where you're highlighting different cities each year and, um, you know, just, it's just so heartwarming to see that. And um, I'm just so thankful that you uh, had this idea and that you were able to pursue it and that Up TV, you know, came alongside you to do it. Thank you. I feel the same way. I'm really grateful that Up TV said, yes, we want to do this with you. We agree. We need uplifting, positive content. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, Bobby, it was really fun to produce. You know, normally as a host, I'm in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. It was really fun to executive produce, put it together, hire the crew, you know, call all these towns. It was the, I will tell you, it was the funnest thing in the world to pick up the phone and make that first phone call when I finalized what the cities were. And I just said, okay, here we go. And in every single town, once I picked up the phone, it's very reflective of truly small town America. Oh, people told me, oh, Megan, you need to call this person. For decorations, you need to call this person. In Bethlehem, you need to call the local ballet. They'll do a nutcracker rehearsal for you. I mean, it just unfolded because that is a small town, right? Everybody right. knows everybody. Yep. They, they care about each other and they're invested. They're proud of their towns. You'll see in these episodes, everyone is so proud of their towns and their traditions. And they've really maintained that small town feel which I tell them is very unique and you should really be proud of yourself because that's difficult to do as culture is changing so fast. So there's so many more towns that I'd love to highlight in the future. Um, I'd like to get out to the West Coast. I grew up in Seattle and there's a couple on my list Mm -hmm. um, in Washington and in Oregon that have been mentioned to me and that I know of. So if anybody has any ideas, find me on social media and let me know about your small town because that's half the fun is discovering who we should feature next. Totally. Absolutely. So what um, what do you hope people will take away from this show? 
Yeah, you know, I really hope that people can sit down and watch it with their family, watch it with their kids. I hope after they watch it, they say, hey, maybe we should go visit that town. I really hope we boost local tourism for these towns and support local businesses. Coming off of COVID, they could really use it. Um, So I hope that, you know, we as Americans will travel when we feel comfortable and support these local towns or tourism industry and, and local commerce. And then I also hope that that people will look at each other and say, hey, maybe we should start a tradition. Maybe we should think about doing that. Maybe we'll add that dish to our Christmas table. You know, when we were in Natchitoches, meat pies are a big deal down here. Mm-hmm. Everybody eats meat <laughs> pies. And it was so mm-hmm. fun to taste all the food or the, uh, the pralines. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to get a little more confident in the kitchen and maybe add a few more Christmas dishes to my Christmas table. So I hope it'll just inspire some ideas. But honestly, Bobby, if it does one thing, I hope it gives people 30 minutes of positivity, joy, fear, and wonder as a child in the holiday season. And just remember the magic of Christmas. That's what I hope people will take away from it. I love that, the magic of Christmas, because it is a magical time. And I think it's because we really know internally how people are receiving and and giving of love more so during this time and kindness. And like we know how important that is because life is about community, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah. so... Oh, wow. I'm, I'm just really excited about it. So you had mentioned that you, you know, in the very beginning, how much you loved Christmas and um, like why this was a personal passion project for you. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or if you have any final thoughts about uh, small town Christmas. Yeah, you know, um, I think like so many parents, I just want to give my kids, I want to instill in them Yes, the magic of Christmas and the excitement of Santa, but I also want to raise them in a way that they will also take advantage of the holiday season to love on their neighbors, to slow down, be a little kinder. You know, my six-year-old, his name's Catcher, and he literally was sitting at the kitchen counter a while ago, Bobby, and he said to me, he said, Mama, why do you love Christmas so much? (laughs) I I said, oh, Catcher. I said, I don't have enough time to tell you all the ways that I love Christmas. I said, it's an opportunity for us to throw parties, to have friends come over, to give people gifts that they're excited about. We can think of grandma and grandpa who have passed away, but we can remember them by getting out grandma's cookbook and cooking some of her Christmas cookies. And we can talk about what she used to do for the holidays. You know, I I just hope that... um, that people will, you know, again, take advantage of just a time of year when people are more open to talking about their faith, perhaps, mm-hmm. and talking about Jesus, the reason for the season. You know, I, as a believer, I really see Christmas as this great gift for us during the month of December and for you and I even earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> when, you know, when, when people are more open to hearing about your faith, to hearing about Jesus, you know, his his entrance into the world and what that means for us ultimately. Um, so I, I guess I just, I'm hoping that, that families will lean into that. That's what I try to do with my kids. As I, my husband and I think every year, what, what's something we can do that will stay in their minds and someday when they're parents, they'll remember and pass down to their kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's getting harder and harder in culture as we're faster and faster, you know, so fast paced. And um, I, I just think we're losing some of that. And I feel like, during the holiday season, it's like 
that time almost goes backwards and we're given a chance again to do some of those things that, that we used to be able to do all the time. So hopefully it's a chance for people to just lean into it and embrace that, that holiday spirit. I love what you just said about going time going backwards, because as I was saying before, it's like, you know, I feel like such a kid at Christmas time, even though I'm clearly yeah. not, <laughs> and I have adult yeah. children and um, I have three adult sons and um, it's just fun, you know, watching them. My oldest son has three children, so I have three grandchildren and it's just so fun to be able to watch them and um, it, you know what? It just is fun to see those traditions being passed along as well. Um, unfortunately, both our moms are gone, my husband and mine. Um, and but to pass along the traditions that they had, we we yeah. love to do that. And you know, I think that's just so important that we share those things with each other. And it, it does help us to feel childlike and kind of takes us back to a time when life was simpler. And I know yeah. that I'm really excited about this new series, um, you know, that focuses on small towns in America at Christmas time. You know, our country has experienced so many challenges the past couple of years. So I think this is really a great time to focus on things that bring us together and on the traditions that we can share with each other. So I want to thank you, Megan, for joining us today. So how can we find you on social media? Thank you for having me, Bobby. Yeah, I'm on social media, Megan Alexander. You can go to my website, meganalexander.com. We have all the social media handles for Small Town Christmas. The Facebook page is Small Town Christmas with Megan Alexander. And then Up TV as well. If you want to follow Up TV, they will be posting things. And I, I would just, you know, love to, to connect with you Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Up TV in December. Um, love to just give you the magic of a small town Christmas. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Wow, that sounds great. So thank you for listening to the Our Family TV podcast. You can find us on social media at Our Family TV and you can email us at hello at ourfamilytv.com. We'd also appreciate a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So until we meet again, we hope you're sitting on the couch with your family, eating a big bowl of popcorn and watching your favorite and wonderful TV show. Thank you.